It's lunchtime. It's noon straight up here with Gresham Keith. And every Tuesday, we talk football with our friend Tom E. Kern of NBC Sports Boston. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Tom E. brought to us by Dr. Matthew Presti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern at 1-800-GET-HAIR, and by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. To the Harbor One Hotline, Tom Kern, good afternoon. Staying dry? Hey, what's up, my friends? Well, Tom. Well, uh, we're doing better than the uh, Patriots offense. I know when you joined uh, me, Keith, and Wiggy on NFL Sunday, you said, hey, I think the Patriots offense will have a hot start, and then they will ultimately fade, and you nailed it. I don't know if you knew something that we didn't, but, uh, you know, mistakes, errors, things like that. Once you've had a day now, Tommy, to kind of digest what happened offensively in Miami, what's your big takeaway? That they're going to be really limited as Matt Patricia gets used to being the play caller. And it doesn't matter if Bill Belichick takes it. doesn't matter if Brian Hoyer becomes more involved. doesn't matter if Joe Judge takes over. The drop-off from a real maestro of offensive play calling and Josh McDaniels, no matter what you thought of some of his calls over the course of time, he was really, really good at constructing a game plan and constructing things that would work off each other. We didn't see a lot of RPOs the other day. We didn't see a lot of screens to try and take advantage of Miami's aggressiveness. We didn't see a lot of play action to slow down their rush. So I think it's it's going to be a very primitive and limiting offensive game plan for Mac Jones um, as they go forward. And I think that's that's tough to watch. And then you toss in the unforced errors by veteran players, namely Trent Brown, and it's a real downer to see what happened because you kind of figured there's a pretty good chance it might. What do you make of Belichick at halftime being like, well, you know, a couple of plays go our way. It's only a three-point game. And then even in the post game, kind of going back there as well, where, hey, maybe it's not all bad and really just a couple of big plays, we've got to clean that up. What, what, do you, what do you think about him kind of talking about it in that way? It's, it's multi-layered. My reaction is, on one hand, you have to sell it. You have to sell optimism and positivity. Is he correct? Well, yeah, it was just a play with Trent Brown not getting out on a blitzer, which everyone has kind of agreed who's analyzed it, even though the Patriots themselves haven't said that, Matt Castle or any other number of people that I've spoken to, Phil Perry as well in the locker room. But that's not in a vacuum. On the previous drive, there was a communication error in which Trent Brown may have been in the middle. I spoke to Pete Kendall today for my podcast, and he said on that play, half the line was doing one thing and half the line was doing another as near as he could tell. It's also a continuation of communication problems that happened throughout the summer. So acting like this was some lightning bolt on a clear blue day is whistling past the graveyard. I do understand you have to maintain positivity, but at some point, the Bill Belichick, who would lament 30 to 10 wins and the mistakes that were made in that, might have to show up and start chewing on some people because right now the urgency in an opener from a very good player, Trent Brown, and from the offense in general just wasn't there. Well, the other thing is they they feel like they're struggling for an identity, Tom. And I know that Bill Belichick and free agency go signs two tight ends. And then in terms of putting Henry and Jonu Smith on the field last year, McDaniels was around 20% of getting them out there. 
half the time there were two tight ends on the field in Miami. Is that what they really want to be? Is that what Bill wants them to be? Like, that's where I'm sort of having an issue of, do you need to run more three wide receiver sets? Do you need to just put Kendrick Bourne out there? If you are going to put both tight ends out, it feels like they don't have a, a real identity from that end as to what personnel they do want on the field. You know, it's it's a great point. And Phil Perry found some Mike Lombardi sound, which you guys would probably want to try and find for your listeners. And I could try and get it for you. Just talking about how there are so many voices right now who have fresh ideas in the wake of Josh McDaniels. And I'm guessing that is Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and Belichick. Um, that Bill has to cut through all the suggestions and eventually plot a course because the season's on them. I don't know what they want to be. I don't know if they know what they want to be. We didn't see a lot of stretch runs, and they invested an immense amount of time in that over the summer. Do they feel they wouldn't work? Do they feel it doesn't fit them? Do they feel it doesn't fit their identity? Um, I do know that Robert Kraft kind of dropped an edict when he spoke to Jeff Howe from The Athletic in the spring saying, we spent a lot of money on a lot of free agents and didn't get everything out of them in terms of production. I think it'll be better this year. It needs to be better this year. I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. Jonah Smith didn't catch a ball until late in the third. He's a $50 million contract. Kendrick Bourne on, I think it was a $22 million contract or $18 million contract, but he's making $6 million. We know he only played two snaps. What do they want to be? What's their plan? And are they going to use the resources that the owner spent money on and wants to see used? Why two snaps for Kendrick Bourne in your mind? You you know anything that's going on there? I think it's a Patricia thing. I think Kendrick Bourne showed great production last year um, and enthusiasm, and Josh McDaniels got a lot out of him. Just by seeing what transpired in the offseason and speaking to some folks you know, around the situation, I think that from what Albert Breer reported, about Kendrick Bourne not being fully on board with the way the install was going here, looking at his role and seeing it diminish, um, seeing it diminish with two tight ends on the field. Um, there was a meeting prior to the Carolina Panthers game that he was just a smidge late to that I think, you know, I was told that resulted in the benching that night. Um, all of those things I think combined have landed him in Matt Patricia's doghouse. But, are we talking about somebody who's gotten sideways with a particular coach and Belichick wants to give Matt the latitude to make his own decisions on how he proceeds? Or are we talking about a guy who's an active pain in the ass? I don't know, but we're looking at a guy whose production and the fact that he was in mothballs on Sunday certainly caught the eye of the owner from what I understand. Oh. And I'd be surprised if he stays down for much longer. Uh, it's okay. There's a lot in there. I was going to say Mac Jones has said all the right things publicly, but I don't think it's a coincidence that Bourne plays two plays and on one of them, he takes a big shot downfield and it's a completion. I would think if anybody, Robert Kraft now, I didn't even think of that, but Mac Jones has to be pretty frustrated with Bourne's usage. I would imagine. He was productive. I mean, when you look at the numbers from last yeah. year, he caught 78% of the passes thrown to him, 55 out of 70 for a wide receiver. And I know some of them were within you know, a couple of yards of the line of scrimmage, but that's 78% of the catches. Matt Jones' quarterback rating thrown to him was 132. 
The guy ran 12 times for 125 yards. He'd never run the ball in the NFL previously as a wide receiver. He's a productive player. He's a dynamic player. Again, it doesn't look like he's some kind of diva wide receiver who's a pain in the ass. Um, I just don't know what the great transgression is that lands him in a doghouse where he's not active. Would this be the first time that Kraft says, hey, uh, why isn't this guy playing? And then he plays? It's funny you bring that up, Rich, because I was thinking of that. Like, I wasn't there one one of the times that they maybe let Troy Brown go to free agency? There was a, hey, you need to bring him back sort of edict. Like, it, uh, the, yeah. the voice of the owner relative to football decisions been a long has time. not been very yeah. big over the years. Is that alarming well, to you, Tom? Or is that, no, or, or, has it, or has it been happening and we just don't know? Maybe we don't know, but again, I'll, I'll read you the quote from March. Jeff Howe speaking to Robert Kraft, speaking about whether or not Mac Jones will take a leap in his second year. And Robert Kraft says, time will tell. Part of it, in fairness, is the chemistry of the people around him. I hope that some of the free agents who we brought in who didn't perform as high as we would have liked last year will produce this year because they've adjusted to the system. And we're making changes to take advantage of what they do best. We have a lot of talent that hasn't been tapped into yet, in my opinion. My presumption is in May, well, uh, excuse me, March, he was more referring to John U. Smith and Nelson Aguilar. John U. Smith still wasn't really featured in the first week. And I know that the Patriots say only throw to the open guy. Get him open. Figure it out. But now Kendrick Bourne, who was a successful player, is on ice. And again, I think of Robert Kraft and again, it's my understanding. I was not told directly, but it's what I have gleaned. Robert Kraft noticed it. Robert Kraft um, made his opinion known. And going forward, I think the Kendrick Bourne will have a bigger role. You think it was Mike Tyson that leaned over to him and was like, well, how come Bourne's not out there? Oh, uh, yeah. That's, maybe that's what they were talking he about. He had him in <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> yeah, right. had to be. And Mike was standing next to him. <laughs> again, again, I think that... that you know, from my understanding, I don't know if it's an edict. I don't know if it's a suggestion. But I do know that anyone, whether Robert Kraft was involved directly and went to Matt Patricia or Bill Belichick or Kendrick Bourne himself and said, we're going to make sure you're more involved. I think that the upshot of the whole thing is when you have a player who produces immediately, anybody could see that the Patriots need to get that player more involved. Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston with Gresham Keefe here. He joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Um, let's talk about the defense. It was pretty good, and there were some guys that I'm not going to go as far to say were no-shows, but Christian Barmore didn't do much. Lawrence Guy wasn't super active. Dietrich Wise, I thought, had a great game. Do you see greatness in this defense, or was that just, well, they went against Miami? You know what? We've been such a downer on the offense and so much of the yeah. summer, I'm going to say, no, these guys are going to be friggin' good. <laughs> I'm going to go the other way with the defense. Yeah. No, I think that, I think their secondary, and I said it throughout the summer, um, was better than I even anticipated it could be. I think their speed at the linebacker level is very good. It's disappointing to see Kyle Duggar as a safety, make a mistake that offsets what was otherwise <sighs> a fantastic game by him. Um, but the front played well, and Matt Judon played well. I'm, I'm very encouraged by the offense. Because even though Tua is Tua, and they didn't make him pay for some of the mistakes that he had, I think you look at it and say, 
he's got a lot of skill around him. I don't know if the Steelers have the same level of skill. Um, and I don't think there's probably a great difference between Mitch Trubisky and Tua in terms of talent level. They play it differently, but there's a, you know, those are at this juncture what you would call middling quarterbacks. So I would be encouraged by that. Now, I know it's only one game, but do you think that there's a, a, a chance that if the defense is really good and the offense kind of sputters throughout the year where you could start to get inside that locker room a, oh, my God, if you guys were just average, we could be we could win some more games. Like, the, like you know, there is kind of two teams within a team, and do you think based on some of the personalities in there, is there any chance that, that, that could, there could be a rift? Um. As long as they're making progress, no. I think that as long as, look, if you see there was an issue with not having Kendrick Bourne on the field and he contributed, and the next week he is more involved, that augurs good things. Mm. If you have mistakes defensively, like Kyle Duggars made, and then you don't see those kind of busts or missed tackles we saw some in other, some other spots, and they don't happen, that's to the good. If Trent Brown is on his stuff and the Patriots can be a little less primitive with some of their offensive play calling, that's good. So I think all they need are signs to be optimistic, which really refers back to what Belichick, when he says, look, there was only two plays. He has to really kind of fill their sails with the winds of optimism to make sure the boat continues to go forward. <laughs> Very well said. The Thank boat you. of optimism. Uh, Tommy, quickly, I know that uh, it was positioned that Mac Jones, quote-unquote, has a chance to play this weekend. Come on. Like, are we – is there, is he is, is his uh, playtime in Sunday really in doubt? I would imagine it, it could be if he had spasms on Sunday. I honestly, you know – that hasn't changed in the 23 years. We're going to have to find out tomorrow and going forward through the rest of the week, how limited is he and what's his likelihood. Um, so I would imagine it would be in doubt. It's a back injury. So he's just signaling that it won't be a problem. So I would bet on that, but I'd still leave the opportunity open that if it flares up on him, then it could be a situation where it's zappy time. Oh dear Lord! All right, <laughs> here we are. Oh, Why not, man? Go. On that on that note, <laughs> thanks, Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Uh, check him during the week uh, on NBC Sports Boston, and at four thirty on Thursday with Marloni, Fourier, and Mego. Tommy, thanks, friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Take care. There thanks, we go. Tom.